Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 248, The Gift. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, nine times out of 10, he mispronounces the word pivotal, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. We're talking about something that I've never talked about before that I didn't even know was something that I would ever talk about before, and that is the art of gift giving with John Rulin, who wrote a book called Giftology. Now, oftentimes we think about gifts as just something nice to do for somebody, and sometimes we get gifts because we know somebody wants something from us, and you know, those are things that exist. Uh, but John has a very specific approach for gift giving, and there's a very specific reason why this episode is happening right now and not during the holidays because he actually says that the holidays are the worst times to give gifts because your gifts are gonna just be lost amongst everybody else's gifts. So strategic gift giving for the purpose of strengthening the relationship that you have with the other person, whether it be your clients or your customers or somebody who you're looking to partner with or all those types of things. There, there's a very specific strategy that's involved that John has mastered so well that he has an agency now called Rulin Group, R-U-H-L-I-N. And what they do is they help companies and people with gifting. How crazy awesome is that? And we're gonna get an insider look at just how this all happened and what we can do as people who are here building relationships with uh, all these amazing people around the world who have these connections with us. So here is John Rulin from the Rulin Group, also author of Giftology. And uh, wait till the end, he has a fun little fun uh, fun fun little fun, a fun gift for us uh, as a giveaway for those of you who listen all the way through. So here we go. This is John Rulin from rulinggroup.com. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm so happy to welcome John Rulin to the show today. John, thank you for joining us on the Smart Passive Income Podcast today. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me, Pat. This is going to be a blast. It will be a blast. You know, I'm really excited because you have a unique uh, thing that you do. I mean, can you just share with everybody really quick, what is it that you do? And, you know, I know some people might have heard of you before. I know you as sort of the gift-giving expert. And so what, what does that even mean? 
Well, if I if you meet me at a dinner party, the the six word opener, the Clay Haber uh, opener is I help leaders not suck at saying thank you. Um, but like really, at, at, at the end of the day, we we um, we have a gift strategy and logistics company. So we help from startups to, you know, pro sports teams like the Cubs and 20 billion dollar companies. We help them love on their people. Well, uh, it could be their clients, could be their suppliers, could be their employees. But at the end of the day, relationships matter. Uh, most people would agree with that statement, but mm-hmm. how they actually show it, um, is a different story. Most people kind of drop the ball on the, uh, the showing and, and, uh, and really, you know, proving to people that, uh, that they care. Uh, people who know my brand know that I care a lot about my audience and there's obviously many, other people who have businesses who care about their audience too, but I think there's a thousand and one different ways to show that care. And we all hear from Gary Vaynerchuk like the best strategy for success is care. But when it comes to actually doing it, some people struggle. I mean, some people go as far as just writing great content that's really helpful. That's obviously one way to care, but you're, you take it to next level and kind of drop these surprises and, and gifts and, and whatnot to, to show that love. Where, where did this even come from? Why is this what you do? Yeah, well, it wasn't part of the master plan. Uh, I thought I was going to go be a doctor when I was in college. I was prepping for med school, but I had a mentor early on that was just world class at being what I now call radically generous. He wouldn't have called it that. He, it was just how he was. But he was always giving things away. He was always just he, you know, he after a basketball day game, he'd pick up the entire restaurant's tab, and he would never take credit for it. He would find deals on noodles. He'd buy a semi load of them and everybody at church the next Sunday, like 200 people would end up with like 20 boxes of noodles just because that's, that's who he was. And I, I noticed, you know, that he, every deal in town seemed to flow his way. Like he was the most top of mind person because of his generosity. And so everybody just picked up the phone and called Paul, um, when they had an idea, an opportunity, uh, like he was just front and center. And so when I interned with Cutco, the, the knife company, mm-hmm. um, it was, I thought it maybe last a summer if I was lucky. Like I was like green. I did I wasn't a salesperson. I didn't really think of myself as a salesperson, but I did. I was motivated. I was hus- I was a hustler. And so I, I pitched him the idea of giving away pocket knives to all of his clients because I thought he's generous. Maybe he'll, all his clients are men. They're into outdoors. Maybe they'll give away pocket knives. And he got this little twinkle in his eye and he was like, John, what about paring knives? I want to give those away. Could you engrave those? And I'm like, you want to give away paring knives to grown men, like guys that are running $100 million companies? Like, that's weird. Why? <laughs> and he's like, well, I've found that if you take care of the entire family, especially on the gifting process and appreciation or gratitude, like everything else in business seems to kind of take care of itself. And I was like, oh my gosh, like wow. Paul, like it wasn't about the knife for Paul. It was about the psychology of giving and, and there was a strategy involved and I'd never heard of, you know, strategic gifting. It was always just like a, a obligatory gifting. And, uh, and so I, I started to mimic that and I would, you know, I would, I was like, I want to do this for real. So I would buy, you know, I'd invest like $200 on a carving set, which might as well have been like 2000 or $2 million as a college kid. It was a big deal. And I put a handwritten note inside to say, carve out five minutes for me. I promise it'll be worth your time. And, um, I would send it off to like a CEO of a $50 million company that I'd want to get a meeting with. And I'd get the meeting and I walk in at 21 years old and the CEO's sixties, like expecting somebody in their forties or fifties. And he's like, are you here to sell me knives? I'm confused. And I'd be like, no, I'm actually here to help your thousand sales reps open doors with your biggest clients, your dream 100 list. And, and I'm here to help you drive referrals. And, and instead of selling one set at a time, I'd sell a thousand sets. And wow. by the time I was a senior in college, I'd become Cutco's largest international distributor out of like 70 years. And the, uh, you know, out of 1.5 million 
you know, kids that have had gone through the doors. And, um, and so I, I kind of put med school on hold permanently and decided <laughs> this, uh, this whole gift and appreciation and strategic, uh, gifting company, uh, was worth a go. And, and that was 16 years ago. I've never looked back. That's awesome. So is this, so this sounds more than just like, Hey, somebody help me out. Or I really like this person. I'm going to send them a, you know, a Starbucks or a Jamba juice <laughs> gift card, right? Like there's, there's some strategy involved with, the kind of gifts you select and, and who you select it to. But I'm also curious, where, where does one draw the line between, you know, gi giving gifts specifically to get something back in return? Like, how does that all play in, in all of this for you? Yeah, so I think that one of the biggest things, there's a big difference between giving a gift to like a client or an established relationship um, or giving something to somebody that you want to get their attention. Um, I liken it to Gary Vee's idea of being an attention broker. Um, I'm essentially on the prospect side, I'm helping companies and sales reps and startups. I'm essentially helping them buy people's attention ahead of time. Like I'm pre-buying mm -hmm. their attention. So at the end of the day, like you still have to have a great product or a great service. Like, um, but with all the digital noise and how the fast pace of business, like it, it, it takes something um, pretty significant to shock and awe somebody into actually responding. Cause you know, there's a lot of good services. There's a lot of good consultants. There's a lot of good um, startups, but there's so many people out there all vying for the same attention that unless you do something pretty significant, um, you're not going to get their attention. So, but on a client side, you know, the, the goal is to love on people. Well, no strings attached. Now there's obviously an inherent hope of over the next 20 years. I hope good things happen when I do good things for people that mm -hmm. they're going to reciprocate, but people can tell and sense when you do something and it's like, it's a bait and switch. Like, Hey, I just sent you that gift. Now get me on your podcast. Right. And so you can feel that in the interactions with people, but we're all in business to make profit. So we all know that people are hoping for good things to happen, but there's a very subtle difference, but there's a, there is a big difference between somebody doing it with strings attached and somebody doing it with, uh, with the right intentions. The intentions do matter. Yeah, absolutely. And then in terms of the art of gift giving, I mean, how does one even like, where does one even start? Uh, who should they be looking toward? And then also, where does one start in terms of providing something, like you said, that would stand out? Because I, you know, for me, being an influencer and somebody who, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of notes in the mail, a lot of gifts, people are giving me things all the time, which I'm, I'm truly blessed and thankful for. But they're all sort of sort of like clumping together now, like I'm getting just everybody's books. And, uh, you know, that's obviously self promotional, and they're hoping I'll kind of mention it on the podcast or whatnot. But then I'm getting other things that are random. And people are, you know, targeting my kids now, which is great and very thoughtful. But I, I'm always like, oh, I don't know. Um, and then for whatever reason, sometimes gifts are like, wow, this is truly thoughtful. You could tell somebody put some time into it. So how yeah. does like, how do you instruct somebody to, to give great gifts? Well, I think uh, people talk about, well, it's the thought that counts. And I, and I say all the time, that's bull crap. Um, it's the thoughtful, <laughs> it's the thoughtful thought that counts. Like people like, Hey, I sent you that Starbucks gift card. You know, isn't that so thoughtful? Or, hey, I sent you my a polo shirt with my logo on it. I'm like, that's not thoughtful. That's like self-promotional, like you're talking about. And so a lot of it starts with number one, identifying instead of, you know, trying to target, let's say a thousand influencers, pick the 10 that really matter to you. And then do the homework and do the, it's like anything else. Like Gary talks about, you talk about like it's it's the extra effort and it's it's um it's it's less is more. Like dial things back instead of going after a thousand people, do ten really, really well. And I I see companies and and entrepreneurs all the time. They try to, you know, target the list is way too big. Um and so they end up doing things that are like very vanilla, very average. Like when I sent out a book to like Darren Hardy, who's a a client of mine or an influencer or a Michael Hyatt, 
you know, I spent two to three hundred dollars on the book that I put out um, per piece because I had a handmade linen box um, with a custom leather bag, and it was personalized to them and their spouse. And it was signed. It was with a metal letterhead. Like, but I didn't send that out to a thousand people. I sent it out to like forty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people got that, they're like, "This is the nicest book I've ever seen." Whereas most people are like, "I just wanted to send as many as possible," and so they do the shotgun approach. And they send out a hundred or a thousand. And then they wonder why it's crickets on the other end. Like nobody's posting about it. It's because it's not remarkable. Like Seth Godin talks about like, you better be a a freaking purple cow um, or else go do something else. And so gifting is that same way. Like when I send a gift to to you or to anybody else that I want to build a relationship with, I make it all about you. I make sure it's best in class. Um, I do the homework and the research or my team does. And because of that, when somebody gets a gift from us, oftentimes they'll say, like, this is the nicest, most thoughtful gift that I've ever received, at least in business. Now, maybe your wife or your mom or dad have done nicer things for you, and they should be able to because they know <laughs> you intimately. Right. But but in business, like, m- most people are not willing to do the hard work. Um, and that's what we do for our clients is we help them do that hard work. But you can do it. Anything that we do for a client, they can do it on their own. It just means like spending time and attention to detail and digging through like people's social media files and reading their actually reading their books and understanding their likes and preferences and what are, what would really be meaningful. Um, and most people are lazy; they are not willing to do that hard work. Right, right. And then so you're talking about all these amazing gifts, and you've given an example already, and that sounds amazing. But I think a lot of people listening to this are totally on board with you in terms of the uh, benefit and just how great it feels to give gifts and, and being strategic with that, but also just being, you know, obviously caring of, uh, of, of those uh, clients that you have and other people that you want to connect with. But I also know a lot of people might not have the money to spend. Uh, does one need money to be able to give great gifts? And if not, how can we give great gifts still? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that, um, you know, having a lot of money is kind of a relative term. And and when I was in college, I didn't have a ton of money and I didn't have money for, you know, f- like fancy gift, a ton of fancy gifts. I'd had some um, or fancy brochures or a fancy website even. <clears throat> and so I spent a lot of time writing a lot of handwritten notes, but I also looked at the, the things where most people go really cheap. Mm-hmm. I was going to go expensive. And by expensive, I mean like the, like our business cards, for instance, most people spend two cents on their business card. If they're fancy, they spend five cents. I, I set a goal, and this is like nine, 10 years ago, um, of giving out the nicest business card on the planet. And I set a goal of spending a dollar. And my friends you know, would make fun of me. They're like, you're going to go broke pa- passing out dollar business cards. But I was like, <laughs> I, I felt like it was a detail worth communicating that we were different and that you know, the details matter. And I remember watching, a, I don't know if you're a Will Smith fan, but growing up, you know, watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, and all of his movies, like I always thought he was like Mr. Cool. Totally. And, um, and so I remember watching the movie Hitch and seeing like his card. I don't know if you remember his card on that movie, but it was a square black card, had his name on it and his cell phone number. And that was it. And I modeled my business card after that. And I, I made them out of metal and they were black. And, you know, nine, 10 years ago, this was like unheard of. And I remember handing that dollar business card out to like the CEO of this um, massive, it was like a, a Lowe's, it was at a NASCAR suite. And, um, before that, a, a card exchange, like you could tell, like all he cared about was like the nachos behind me. Like he didn't give two <laughs> rips about gifts or gift strategy or gratitude. Like he was glazing over during our conversation. And when I exchanged business cards, he got the card and looked at it. He's like, he's like, this is the coolest freaking card I've ever seen. Except he didn't say freaking. 
um, he's like, what do you do again? And it changed the conversation. A, a dollar changed the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was because I, instead of spending two cents, I spent a dollar, which didn't seem like a big deal, but that's 50 times more than what most people do. So I would say, you know, like right now we spend $9 on our letterhead, which sounds crazy, but nine bucks, people spend $9 on some, sometimes their Starbucks orders cost nine bucks. Um, and they don't think twice about it. But when it mm-hmm. comes time to your stationery that you're going to handwrite a note or what you're taking 30 minutes or an hour and putting down your thoughts, I don't think you have to spend a lot of money, but I do think that you have to be willing to go against the grain in how you show gratitude and appreciation and be willing to do things radically different than your competitors, not not spend 2% more on your brochure and make it a, a glossy versus matte finish. Like spend money where it's going to count. And, and I always say where everybody's going expensive, I cut out altogether. And where everybody goes cheap, I go super expensive. And super expensive may be like the $3 business card that we now have. Um, but it's, it's just about thinking differently and redirecting your resources where you can actually be that purple cow. Um, and I found that in gifting, most people are so horrible at it and do it so wrong that you don't have to be like the bar is pretty low that right. it's one of the few <laughs> levers out there where people suck at it so bad that you could actually be what I would consider average and still be like in the top 5% of gift givers out there because most people are so horrible at it. Now, the gift is obviously very important, the thing that they see and they receive, but I would expect that the way that you give that gift is also pretty important. Can you speak to the methods by which you might hand something off to somebody or send somebody something? Is it okay to just send a cardboard box with a thing in it or or like what what are some tips you might have for, you know, the the approach? The delivery? Yeah. I think every yeah, I think um the item itself is important, but all the other details around it uh that you're alluding to are, are massively important. In fact, I mean we're you know, this time of year, um, you know, December, January, February, like a lot of times people are like coming off the the uh the Christmas high of in craziness and like insanity of of the holidays and all the gifts that are exchanged. And what's funny is as a gifting company, we've been called the Grinch that wants to kill Christmas. Um, because I don't send really? one gift be- between literally like there's articles like he's the Grinch that would kill Christmas because between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you would think would be the busiest time of year for us on the planet. But we don't let our clients send gifts between Thanksgiving and Christmas because we don't want to be one of 50 gifts on the conference table or in the office, you know, that are causing the table to collapse from all the candy, nuts, chocolate, wine, <laughs> bourbon, all the crap that everybody's sending. So one of our big keys is timing matters. Um, and it needs to be a surprise and a delight and you can't do gifting at a world-class level when it's an obligation. And that's when most people give gifts is when it's expected. Hey, we're having a conference. We should send a gift. Hey, it's a trade show. We should do a gift. Hey, it's a, it's their birthday. Do a gift. And our, our view is, you know, whatever you're going to send, make it a, just because don't, don't give a gift after a referral. Cause then it feels like it cheapens the referral. Like, Hey, you sent me a million dollar referral or a thousand dollar referral. Here's your Starbucks hmm. gift card. Yeah, or a gift it, basket it, or whatever. Or a gift basket. Yeah, it's cheesy. And and yet we do it all Literally. the time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are, yes, filled with cheesy and meaty che- and che- nutty. Cheesy and, and yeah. That, that, it's, half the stuff is like, why, I would never go, I would never eat this stuff. And like most of it gets re-gifted or thrown right. in the trash. The jam. Uh, and yeah, I don't use uh, the jam. That's freaking horrible. Um, so, so we're, so the, the surprise and delight element matters. And so we, we, I do gifts, you know, we send out a, you know, a quarter million dollars worth of gifts. So it used to, we started with a budget of $5,000, but every year we've worked up 
and more because we see the return on investment. But we send gifts out once a quarter, but it's always at a time that they're not expecting. Like one year, we might do Valentine's Day around a theme of loving working with you. And, the, you know, that is that, that theme. And then the next year, we might do it around St. Patrick's Day around just being, you know, being lucky and fortunate to have a client or partner like you. So mm-hmm. people never know what's coming. And so they don't get into the realm of like, well, they've been sending a honey-baked ham for the last 27 years. Like, here's <laughs> the, the 28th, you know, honey-baked ham. Like, that doesn't make anybody feel VIP. It makes it feel automated. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can make your gifts feel like they're the only person that received it. So the packaging matters. It needs to be well-wrapped and, and put into a beautiful box. Um, it, it needs to have a handwritten note with the gift. So it doesn't feel like it just came from Amazon. Like, you know, how can I automate this process and make it as easy as possible? You want it to feel like this was, you know, this took some time and energy and effort to put together and send out. So when we do gifting for our clients, it doesn't say ruling group on it. It's not like powered by ruling group. It says nothing about us because we want it to come from the, our client to their client or their employee or whatever else. And so the packaging and all the finer details um, make it go going from being like just another box of stuff to making it feel like, you know, we, we want our gifts to become artifacts. Um, and when somebody values something and is like, wow, I'm going to keep this for the next 20, 30 years, like we've done our job, not, wow, this is going to be great for the next five minutes. And then I'm not sure what the heck I'm going to do. It's going to end up in good, a goodwill in six months. Like that's not, you know, that's not the goal. How would you recommend people do research for those that they're giving gifts to? Um, I'm sure you guys have, have your own methods. Can you reveal anything? Is it just as simple as going onto a Twitter account, looking at the media uh, tab and seeing kind of what they're interested in? Or, you know, what can people do today to actually give better gifts tomorrow? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're an open book. I mean, the book Giftology is our entire game plan. Like there's no Giftology 2 coming out like in six months. Like, hey, the you know, our secret secrets. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of it is, uh, the, you know, just doing research on social media. I would say, secondly, if you have a relationship, you know, with your client and they have an assistant, um, a lot of the gifting that we do, we target the inner circle. So, um, the assistant and the spouse, we do a ton of gifting for, for our clients, because those are the people that are the most underappreciated in business. And oftentimes guys like you and I, like we get nice things sent to us all the time and we stay at nice hotels and get cool experiences, but oftentimes our spouses and our assistants they get the worst part of being in business. So a lot of the gifting we target is that that halo effect because if I get somebody's assistant or their spouse to be a fan, then all of a sudden like they become my internal champion and sales advocate. So I encourage people that our clients or your listeners to do the same thing because um, a dollar spent on that inner circle, doesn't matter what industry you're in or what size company you're in, a dollar spent on the inner circle is like spending $50 on the target or the executive or the you know the decision maker that they think that they're going after. Um, and so I really, 80% of my own personal gifting is towards people's inner circles. Um, and That's kids, are, kids are, are on that list, but unless you have a personal relationship, kids are a weird thing to start giving gifts for because it almost feels like stalkerish at that point. Like you can get away with spouse, you get away with assistant, but I avoid kids unless there's an established relationship, um, mm-hmm. because otherwise it just feels like you're you're kind of crossing the it's line. Creepy. Might, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit creepy there. Like you're protective of your kids, and there's already oh, you know, there's that concern there. And so, um, it's awesome if you have a close relationship with the client uh, or the employee. Um, I, inc- I encourage our pro sports team clients, like the Cubs, to have events where they can bring kids because that's where the memories are created, and your photography and video and you know, those are the kind of experiences that are once in a lifetime experiences. But in general, sure. like 
targeting of prospects kids is just weird. So I, I wouldn't avoid, I would avoid that. Um, I would also say that there's common hot buttons that we use. One of the reasons we still sell a boatload of Cutco in the knives, it sounds weird, like knives in business, like that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, eating is one of the most common things like throughout history, like breaking bread with people and spending time eating and drinking with them is still like in 2016 is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the gifts that we encourage people to do are around the kitchen because that's where you entertain with your most intimate relationships and spend time. And so the knives are beautiful because I can send them to somebody that's 30 years old or 70 years old. And I know that eating is probably not going out of style anytime soon. So they're probably <laughs> going to use the knives, um, whether that's one knife or whether that's a, you know, a full $5,000 set. Like there's, I'm able to kind of vary it depending upon who I'm engaging with. But that kitchen element, like we do these cool wine glasses that, or wine or glasses that are made from wine bottles. Um, because they'll get used every day in the kitchen and, and you can't go buy them at like target. Um, yeah. and so a lot of the gifts we encourage people to do, are I, I call them practical luxuries. So I could give the same gift to a thousand people, but every person that received it would be like, wow, this is actually useful for me. And it feels very personal based upon, um, the fact that it has their name on it, their family name, there's no logo of any sort on the gift. Um, and it's all about the recipient. So, um, you could take some common gifts in any industry, any size company, and kind of like duplicate that um, and leverage it to your own benefit. So that, that's that's part that's of our cool. secret sauce. I love that. And what what is the website for your uh, for your agency again, so people can find it? Yeah, yeah. If they if they search for um, Ruling Group, which is my last name, Ruling Group, all one word. Um, dot com. They they can check out John Rulin. We're starting to do more speaking at uh, like we just spoke at Fortune Magazine's Growth Summit. Um, and so John Rulin, or if they type in giftology into Amazon, um, they can, uh, there's links there and whatever else, and they can kind of, uh, see everything that we're about, but rulinggroup.com has the, like our, some of our case studies with the Cubs and some of mm -hmm. our bigger clients. That's awesome. So that's R-U-H-L-I-N for Rulin. Yep. Uh, and I'll have the links and stuff all in the show notes for everybody out there who uh, wants to click through. And I, I would encourage you to do it. So, okay, let's say that I hire you uh, or your agency to help with gifting? Is it, do, do I usually come in with people in mind already or is it just I hire you knowing that I need to do this and you kind of help me figure it out? Like how, what's it like working with a group like that? Yeah, so, so but I guess both and. I mean, some people say, here's our dream 100 list of clients or here's our top uh, 50 uh, clients that we already have or, you know, I, I spend uh, more money than most people do on their suppliers. So sometimes I'll walk people through what we call a relationship action plan and get them to recognize that they wouldn't have a business without these 30 suppliers. And most people treat their suppliers like dirt. And I, I encourage people to treat their suppliers like gold because some of my biggest wins and opportunities and growth of my company has come from aligning myself with the right suppliers. And so, um, but some people come with a pre-established list of, we know who the targets are. We know who the key relationships are. Can you just help us lay out how many times a year and what should the frequency be and how much should we reinvest of our profits back into the clients. Mm -hmm. Other times people are like, man, I suck at gifting and gratitude. I know it's important. Um, I, take me through from step one to identify who the people even could be. Um, so I would say people can kind of come from two different directions of having the pre-established versus, um, you know, wanting to sit down with us and, or wanting to have kind of a webinar type, you know, program put together where, we walk them through step by step of of uh, of identifying those key people. That's really cool. That's so awesome. Uh, who knew that this would be a thing, right? And then here you are, just <laughs> crushing it with it. Because 
you know, I never, I never even had considered that this could be something people would need help with. But I think you're right. Most people are terrible at it. And, you know, they have a good uh, heart and, they, you know, they're trying, they're making an effort. Um, but they're just, uh, there's an art to it, as, as you can see here and, and as you can hear. Um, so what would be, this is a very selfish question because I have, I have a few friends who have told me specifically like, Hey, like, don't, don't give me anything. I like, I have everything I need. Don't give me anything. I don't want stuff. Yeah. How would you, how would you help or how would you provide a gift to somebody who doesn't want stuff? Yeah. Well, I think, um, there are those people out there. Like we run into it in the corporate world where, you know, companies can't give gifts because of it's like Walmart, like they can't even take a pencil. So there are times where gifting either isn't appropriate because, you know, the last thing you want to do is spend money to have a negative consequence. Either you spend totally. money to give the wrong gift and people are like behind their back, your back. They're like, I, you know, I just did a, you know, $20,000 worth of business and he sent me a bar of chocolate with his logo on it. Like, I can't <laughs> believe, like, I'm less likely to do business with the person as a result of receiving this gift, which mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. Or it, it's like, you know, you're dealing with compliance and whatever issues. Um, but I would say that, you know, there are people out there, um, you know, that either a already have everything that they want, or they think that they do. And so sometimes I'll push the envelope and say, you know, there's what people think and say, and then there's the reality of, of things. And so I would say if they're married or have kids and you have a close relationship, I, I would say, yeah, let's not gift that person, but let's take care of their assistant and some of the key people around them and make them look like a rock star to that inner circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then see the halo effect of that. Um, so you kind of go at it from a more backdoor approach. Um, and then I'd say some of the other things are like, you know, it, it is appropriate at times to say they don't want more stuff, but they would like an amazing experience. So figure out what's on their bucket list and help craft and make sure that one of their dreams comes true. Um, so cause sometimes people like they have things that they maybe they wouldn't do for themselves um, on the experiential side, but that you through relationships or, you know, investing that your own resources, you might be able to help make that happen for them or their kids or their spouse or whatever else. And so, you know, gifting, showing love and appreciation isn't just stuff. It's like the five love languages. There's different ways to show love and gratitude, whether it's to your spouse, you know, some people are more acts of service or, um, you know, the written or the spoken word, words of affirmation. Um, but I, I do think that there's ways that you can show gratitude for even people like we've done gifting for people that are billionaires. And I don't know if the people that you're talking about are billionaires or not. And, but everybody, I think, at a core level loves to be loved on. And most people aren't walking around saying, gosh, I wish people would stop appreciating me. Like I just the gratitude stuff is just too much. I'm just really over, you know, like I, my gratitude cup is just overly full. Like most people secretly are walking around feeling underappreciated, even the highest level people. And in fact, the higher up the food chain you go, sometimes those people are on islands and aren't shown appreciation as much as you would think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I want to share uh, one really cool gift that somebody had given me, and it was literally through an email. But it was the extra time and effort that this person put into it that um, really made an impact on me. This uh, His name is Robert. He has a site at themusclecarplace.com. Some of you who are hearing that URL might remember him because he was on a previous episode of the SPA podcast where I was kind of coaching him and uh, working through a process with him kind of live on the on the podcast. Well, anyway, yep. uh, as a kind of a thank you, he didn't send me anything uh, sort of via uh, snail mail or a package or nothing. But because he knows cars, he spec'd out a DeLorean for me, meaning that he said that, hey, if I ever am interested in buying a DeLorean, here's the kind of DeLorean that you would want to buy. And he just wrote this whole 
thing about all the different types that were out there, which ones had like fake parts from different places that you didn't want in your car and like making sure that I had, if I were going to buy one one day, which I hope one day, maybe once it's more, uh, once it makes sense for, for me to do that. Yeah, that I that I would get the right one. It was so cool. Like he would say things like, you know, make sure you get the the DeLorean with the speedometer that has 95 miles per hour, not the 85 miles per hour uh, one, like with the pictures attached and everything. And it was just, <laughs> it was so awesome. And it, you know, he probably did. I mean, it was just so cool. So you can you can see how like you don't need to send stuff to really make a big impact and have people remember you. No, no, man. It, it took the time, the energy, the effort, the creativity um the focus and just yeah it's uh it's not always about i tell people all the time like um there are gifts out there like the handwritten note or or like that kind of email that are actually better than the hundred dollar gift it's it's not um it's not always the amount of money that you're spending it's uh it's bringing the same intention and focus and inspiration that you do to other parts of your business to showing gratitude and appreciation at a core level that's one of the most important things is is what we focus on and put that intent towards. You know, anybody can become a great gift giver and shower of gratitude if they really want to be. Right. Um, it's not like I'm a farm boy from Ohio. I grew up milking goats. I didn't like it's not like I was given like this special gifting power. Like I've just been doing it for 16 years and surrounding myself with great people that are great at showing gratitude. And because of that, you know, when you do something for 16 years, you become pretty good at it. Yeah. Well, you're great at it. And thank you again for coming on the show. Giftology is the book. Everybody go check it out on Amazon. And like I said, uh, Ruling Group and uh, all the links that were mentioned on the show will be available in the show notes. I'll mention that link in just a moment. Uh, but man, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you so much. This was a blast. And uh, yeah, I hope, hope, hope you all are starting to think about you know how you can make an impact on somebody else's life by just a little bit of extra thought and, and gifting and gratitude. So, uh, John, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Pat, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with one gift as well. Um, if, if people want to go, you know, think about doing gifting on their own, I do have, um, or I created a, a, a top 10 worst gifts to avoid giving, um, to kind of give some bumpers. If you're uh, into bowling, like bumper bowls, yeah, um, nice. it's, uh, uh, if you go to giftologybook.com slash Flynn, um, you can download for free the PDF and you're able to, uh, um, to at least, you know, get the, the things to avoid, whether it's at the holidays, which I think are the worst time to give gifts or whether it's year round, um, it'll at least give you some, uh, some food for thought for you and your team to, uh, to digest. And, and, um, uh, that's my free gift to, uh, to your listeners. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Really quick, I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com, one of my favorite companies, because they help me manage my business finances. They help me with invoicing as well. They've been a longtime sponsor of my other show, Ask Pat. But listen up, this is gonna be really interesting. Do we have any affiliate marketers in the house? I thought so. So if you do any affiliate marketing, mean you promote or recommend other people's products, check this out. Our good friends over at FreshBook have an exciting offer for all of you content creators, and publishers. So there. Are, for those of you who don't know what FreshBooks is, it's an incredibly easy to use cloud accounting software that's now used by over 10 million small business owners worldwide. They've just gone and rebuilt their entire software from the ground up. It looks amazing and the end result is absolutely second to none. And to celebrate, the FreshBooks affiliate program has launched an all new offer that pays $5 per lead plus 
$55 per sale. So any leads that you send over their way, they're going to give you five bucks for. Plus, if anybody converts, that's $55 per sale. So passive income from both worlds. You'll also enjoy benefits like high conversion rates, a generous 120-day cookie window uh, for the traffic that you send over. And for you guys only, just for SPI listeners, you're going to get double commissions from 55 to $110 per sale until April 30th. So uh, you should get in on this now if you want. So join the affiliate program for FreshBooks today. Go to freshbooks.com slash affiliates and enter SPI in the description box. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash affiliates and enter SPI in the description box. The offer expires on April 30th, so freshbooks.com slash affiliates and apply today. I'd also like to thank GoDaddy for sponsoring today's episode. You know, they have a mission to give the tools and the insights and the people required to help people like us who are building independent ventures to transform our ideas and personal initiatives into success. They've helped me uh, for several years with registering domain names at a super cheap price. They have over 62 million domain names registered and you know, just about 61 million are mine. No, I'm just kidding, but I do have a lot registered through them for websites that I have, but also uh, I just have them for forwarding through, you know, for things like willitflybook.com or uh, emailthesmartway.com or ebooksthesmartway.com. Those are all registered through GoDaddy so that I can forward to different parts of my site. So it's easier for me to share, easier for you to remember, all those kinds of things. And there's over 13 million customers. So uh, you're obviously in good hands. So right now, my listeners can get a special discount on a GoDaddy domain. Just use the code SMART30 at checkout to get 30% off new purchases. That's godaddy.com, code SMART30 for, uh, for 30% off uh, for most things. Thank you so much, I appreciate you for listening in. As always, the link to get the show notes and all the links available is at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 248. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for all the support, all the love, and happy new year to all of you. And uh, please, if you have a moment, head on over to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I thank you very, very much. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today... I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.